This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? It is a fantastic edition of Hawkside Guns Podcast. And uh, today we are kind of moving into uh, Jake's new format, which he said, you know, like, look, <laughs> we'll just pick some stuff that we want to talk about and we're going to go. And I was like, that's fantastic. It's like organization and doing things. And I'm, I'm well, all about it. I, well, uh, unfortunately, in my situation for the next couple of years of having a kid in college, it's unlikely that I'm really going to come up with anything new of my own, basically. that the, the general discussions we've had in the past of going giddy and goofy over shit that we bought and then a few moments, a few moments later going, that sucked. <laughs> It just isn't going to happen for me anytime soon. So, but at the same time, being the fact that this is what I love to do, I still spend a lot of time online, you know, whether it's watching YouTube videos or uh, searching articles about different things that catch my interest so that when the money does start to flow back in again, I have some ideas as to what I'd like to purchase. You know, I, I think really what this is, is we're just letting you in on the process a little earlier because I, I do this all the time with firearms, right? I'll like something will catch my interest or I'll hear something and I'll start researching it and then I'll start looking at it. And then I'm going to see if I can lay my hands on one or find bad examples of, of it that are cheap, you know, so I can fix them up or, or get them at a low point so I can sell them, you know, a little higher than that and kind of recoup my money. Um, and, you know, just kind of use them and, and abuse them in between there and see what I like. Um, it's just this time I'm going to tell you on the front end <laughs> instead of the back end. <laughs> so when I come out, you know, so when there's a cast next year, I found one. <laughs> I don't have to start with. I've been looking for one of these for what, Jake, a year? Because Jake's the other one on the other side of this normally where we're going back and forth just geeking out about stuff going to really like the the cheetah was one for poor jake you know he had to hear about that damn gun for like what two years <laughs> before i actually found one i liked and then and then the best part about it is though though thankfully you didn't like it which made things a whole lot easier the moment that you actually found the one that you wanted um beretta comes out and goes hey we're making new ones oh my god yeah oh no it pissed me <laughs> off like like not even a year later hey but, you know and then you get the relief of, oh, thank God I don't like it. Oh, yeah, thank God I don't like the ADX. You know, like, oh, thank because God. Because if I did, that would really annoy me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's and it's twice as expensive, you know, because I got I got the cheetah that I have for around four hundred. Um, they wanted six for it, and I was like, you're smoking crack, and you know, I finally got it for about the price I wanted, and then the ADX comes out and it's eight hundred bucks, you know, uh, but. So we kind of go through that process, and you you get you get jazzed about something, you get psyched up about something because you want that, and you've you've been seeing it, you've been experiencing it, and and you know you're you, you're thinking about it and all that stuff. And sometimes you you can psych yourself back out of it, which is good. Well, I was normally, say that that the reason why we can manage to 
kind of come up with a podcast with this format is the fact that whatever psychs you out and gets you all excited this week may not necessarily be the same thing that gets you all excited next week. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you can just distract yourself with something shiny, you know, and, and it's fine. Um, other times it just keeps coming. It just keeps, I just, I just want one. I just want one. And then you put the first magazine through it and you're like, I hate this. I shouldn't have done this at all. Everyone said it would suck, you know? So we, we kind of do that. But what I wanted to talk about today, my, my, uh, and I do have some other stories and some other stuff that's going on right now that, uh, me and Bonnet are doing. But, um, I guess my, my gun on my list that's kind of on my radar is, a fine example of what not to do as a gun company. And <laughs> it's, we're, we're, fi- we're finding a lot of examples of those sorts of things in the world at large these days. Oh, man. And it was it was what bad. not to what not to do as a beer company, what not to do as a movie company. Now, what not to do as a gun company? <laughs> it was <laughs> set the way back machine for 2009. Okay. This was uh, actually, I, I think it was uh, 2005 or seven, really. Uh, 2009 is when they stopped making it. Um, it was really 2006 is when this thing came out. And um, as you know, I am fascinated with shotgun design. Yes. And I I love interesting things. Like like it just it, it, it's interesting to me like the different things and anything that's new or different or innovative or quirky or different looking. I I'm always in it. And in 2006, Big Green Remington produced the 105 CTI. Now, for those of you who know what this is, you know exactly where I'm going. But for those of you who don't, um, Remington was charged with replacing the 1100 for their centennial, right? So they had a hundred years of, of, um, uh, Remington, right? And it was, it was going to be this great. This is the 105. This is the 105 CTI, right? Now they were late. <laughs> um, yeah, As you can they tend to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and they were like, okay, we're going to we're going to make the the next gen of shotgun design, and it's going to be innovative in every way. And it kind of was. Um, it was very sleek. It was made to. It had the same kind of uh, operating system as the Remington 1100. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Can can I interrupt you for two seconds? That because you'll get a kick out of this. Sure. Um, I, just so that I can understand what we're looking at, since I don't know as much about shotguns as you do, I started to Google it. And the first thing that comes in the drop-down menu when I put in Remington 105 CTI is Remington 105 CTI problems. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. It is, by all accounts, and we'll get to this, but it is, by all accounts, one of the worst shotguns in history. Um, and I want it's one. It's actually kind of goofy looking too. Oh no, it's it's very weird. So so what what Remington did is is it's it's kind of like a concept, right? Like they're like, okay, what are are shooters going to want in shotguns going forward? And it, they were a little earlier than most of the others, right? 
But well, what well, they, were they – I'm assuming – and I, once again, I apologize for interrupting you. But I'm assuming that they were not smart enough to do what Mossberg did when they asked themselves the same question. And hire a, a world-class shooter to tell them what was good and what worked and what didn't? No, they didn't do that at all. Okay. Uh, in fact, they did the opposite of that and kept the entire thing in very contained laboratory conditions. Um. But what they decided that they wanted to do was keep a seven-pound gun, which, if you know anything about uh, automatics um, in the early 2000s, that's actually very light uh, automatic. It's gas-powered automatic. It's using basically the Remington 1100 uh, 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 action. However, what they decided to do was use the gas in a different way and create the receiver in a much more closed-off pattern that used the gas to expel the round down. So it is a downloading, automatic, down-ejecting shotgun. Now, well, you tend to like those. I, I love down-ejection shotguns. I do. I have several. <laughs> um, and I even, um, I'm, as much as I normally hated the Browning BPS, which is... Not my favorite gun, as I have mentioned. Um, I found one the other day that the guy, you know, had worked over, and it works very well. However, this was an automatic—the world's first, I think—automatic down ejecting shotgun. It also featured two things that were revolutionary at the time and had never been fitted to a shotgun, which is a titanium alloy receiver in an automatic shotgun, which had never been done before, and the world's first application of carbon fiber. Plating on I, a shotgun. I'm seeing that. I, the other thing is, I'm is as I'm now like curious as you're going through this because I'm looking at this receiver and it just, I don't know enough about them to know what it is that I'm seeing, but something doesn't look right. Okay, what doesn't look right is there's no ejection port on the side of the gun. Oh, okay. And the the bolt action lever is very low on the receiver. Yes. Which is. Not right, right? Because normally the bolt lever is even with the chamber, right? It's because you pull on that and the, the, the bolt lever is connected directly to the bolt and it pulls the shell out of the chamber. You got the extractor on the front of the bolt and it's a very elegant system. You pull it back, it, it ejects the shell, goes forward again, right? Well, this doesn't do that. And they were trying to save on weight. They did save on weight. Uh, they made the C in the CTI stands for carbon, and the TI is the elemental table uh, uh, reference to titanium. So the 105 CTI was revolutionary for its time. It was also, at the time when it was released in 2006, the world's softest shooting gas-powered automatic shotgun, or semi-automatic shotgun. There was nothing on the market, that shot as soft as the 105 CTI. Now, um, under those carbon plates, if you're looking at it, um, I don't know if you can find a tearaway, um, but if you ever look on the underside of the CTI, underneath those carbon panels, it's all drilled out. It's 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 basically bare, you know, it's you see if you took those panels out, you see straight through it. Um, it's, it's basically naked. They put the carbon panels on there just so you, you know, didn't get dirt in it because it's it's basically hollowed yeah, out. I, 
I'm looking at a field strip version, but that carbon panel is not off of that. Yeah, um, you probably Google it, but but the it, it's it's straight through there, right? It's very open in that in that receiver because it has to be because it's downloading down ejecting shotgun automatic shotgun, um, and there's some some return gas stuff going on, and it's it's very different. Um, it was revolutionary at the time, and however, they, however. <laughs> However, there was kind of a couple Achilles heels to this. Um, one of them uh, wasn't even the conservative conservative nature of most shotgun shooters. Um, like if you know anything about um, uh, you know hunting or, or shotguns or, or anything like that or the people who use them, they're very kind of a traditional bunch, generally speaking. Um, and this is, um, doesn't, it, it looks enough regular, you know, like a regular shotgun, but really, you know, kind of super trendy and technique, tech, techno and, and all that kind of like st- struck all the boxes there, but they made two mistakes. Okay. Should, should, should I be terrified that I just came across the Remington 105 CTI tactical combat version? Oh, it's the, you should be scared. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> so here's here's the problem. Okay. Um, the con the the design wasn't that bad, right? The concept was actually quite good and very innovative, as Remington said it was. It was a beautiful looking gun. It was uh, dressed out in their centennial, although it was late. It was dressed out in their centennial regalia. Had the 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 plate on the on the bottom of the pistol grip, you know, the the hundred years of Remington, that kind of thing. Um, carbon fiber on a beautiful triple A grade walnut. I mean, it was just the best that Remington could do at the time. The only problem with that is, as I said, and as you originally pointed out, um, immediately is did they like I don't know check with anyone <laughs> before they made this thing? And the answer was no. Um, it had two Achilles heels. Uh, one is like most things designed in a vacuum. When it meets the real world, things got real very fast. And if you know anything about human nature, especially anything about shooters, you will know that you can spend, at the time, it was like $1,600 to buy this gun. Um, you could spend $1,600, but what don't you invest in when you're spending tons of money on the gun? Um, shit, I don't know. I'm usually that that person who's guilty, so tell me what it is that I haven't been buying. <laughs> Cheap ammo. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I do remember uh, hearing the range master at the range we go to uh, freaking out at somebody who was pissed that he had just unjammed their gun when his and his response was, you just spent $1,600 on an AR and you're putting dollar and a half steel ammo through it. Yeah. So people buy a shotgun. No, I am guilty as that. Uh, that. You know what? I am too. Okay. I, I'm as guilty as everybody else. I can take any shot. Now, see, and this is where they failed, okay? This is where the engineers at Remington failed. When you buy a shotgun, okay, this is not a precision instrument, okay? 
It's a shotgun. If it gets jammed, you take the barrel off, you go around, you, you find a stick, you, take, you, just, you just shove it down the barrel till whatever it is pops out the other one, put the damn gun back together and go about your business, okay? That's how shotguns work. This is not a precision instrument, okay? This is made to go take out in a field, get dirty, you know, set it in water, set it in muck, lean it against a tree, bang it up, put it on your shoulder, walk through the woods, get it all scratched. That's what people do with shotguns. The other thing they do is they buy the cheapest ammo at Walmart or wherever, you know, insert your ammunition selection of, you know, in store of choice here. They buy the cheapest ammunition and they fully expect every round, no matter how cheap, how dirty, how crappy, they could drop it on the ground, roll it around on their pants, stick it in a gun, and it better damn well fire. Okay? That's that's real. Okay? This is not a laboratory environment with a shotgun. It is how people use them. It's tool better well, damn well work. Unless you're a competition shooter, that's how most of us treat our firearms. Absolutely. And I fully expect the same thing. If I buy a gun and I can't roll shells through it, I'm selling that gun. I had a I had a beautiful case in point. I had a beautiful Browning Silver Hunter. Beautiful Browning Silver Hunter. You remember, uh, I've talked about this gun. Um, little 12 gauge, it was a beautiful gun, okay? Um, it would only, it would only accept browning shells. That's the only thing I could get it to reliably cycle. And if you bought browning shells for it, perfectly fine. Ran all day, all day, every day, no problem. The minute you put, I don't know, Heritage, Fiocchi, you know, Remington, Green box, you know, like green and yellow box. It, it didn't freaking matter. Winchester, you know, dirty Winchesters, you know, or STS stuff or anything. Anything else you hey, put hey, in. Hey, hey, stop talking about the dirty Winchester. This was the wrong cast. <laughs> <laughs> you put, you can put anything else through it. It wouldn't run. It wouldn't run reliably. It just wouldn't do it. And I'm like, well, I'm selling this gun. And I looked online, and a lot of people with the Silver Hunter. Now, the Gold Hunter was a little bit different. But the Silver Hunter, everybody said, like, look, you got to buy Browning ammunition for it. It's That's just how it is. You might be able to get away with Winchester um, smooth-hold double A's. But that's it. That's all it's going to take, and that's all it'll that's all it'll roll. And I want, this is BS. I'm not, I, I, no. I want any shell I run through this to work and work well and and not have a problem. Well, that's how people felt about shotguns as well. And this thing, when you loaded dirty Walmart ammo through it, it would bend the shells in half. It would, I mean, anytime you, cause, because, and this is kind of the Achilles heel of the thing, because it was a down ejecting, you know, internal loading, down ejecting shotgun, any, anything, gets hung up in that receiver, and the gun's done. You have to take it completely apart to get that shell out. Trigger group has to come out. Barrel has to come off. You know, the whole the whole nine. Well, and, I, I, I'm, I'm not as up on, you know, shotgun design as you are, obviously. But from what you were saying with regards to the, how open the inside of this thing was, it sounds like it was probably just blowing gas and shit all over the inside of it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, it was It was blowing gas. It was dirty. Uh, on the inside, it would cause it to gum up a little bit. So you had to keep it clean, which is not a problem. I mean, you can you can keep these guns clean. The problem was nothing but premier, very expensive ammo would run through it reliably. That was the first problem. 
And if you know anything about hunters or people who use shotguns, that's that's strike one, two, and three right there. I mean, just <laughs> just right off the top, right? Like, nope. <laughs> if I can't grab a box of shells from 1963 and run them, then it's not a shotgun. And that's how they feel. Like, I've got shells from 1978, and I know, I know I can grab my Wingmaster 870 and run every shell through that gun without a problem. Not one problem, because it's a Wingmaster, and I know it'll work. Um, I can do the same thing with my SX-4. I can run anything through that. It eats anything. You know, same with my CZ-1012. I'm still just looking at this thing, and it's just, it, it's, it's, it's wrong it's bothering looking. me. Yeah, no, it is. It's because it's got no ejection port, and the, and the thing's so low. You're like, it's, it's wrong. I don't know how it's wrong, but it's wrong, right? Uh, the, the other thing about this is it got, very, because of the gas system and because the, the, uh, the receiver was very closed, right? It is very open uh, if you take the panels off, but it's very closed, it kept all the gas, which means it kept all the particulate matter, right? Because a gas gun, uh, I mean, if you know anything about ARs or anything like that, it's very similar, right? It uses part of the expelled gas from the round to power the action of the gun. So what else is coming along with that gas is is particulate matter and, and carbon and, and all the rest of the schmutz and everything that gets cycled back in through your receiver to recycle the action, Right. So That's, as we said, it's blowing all the shit up in there. It's blowing all of that crap into the receiver, and it got very dirty very quickly, and it would cause the gun to hang. And if you hang with the shell halfway loaded into the chamber, it's a problem. <laughs> And that's kind of what happened to the CT, uh, or the 105 CT. It just, it, in laboratory conditions with premium shells, it worked fine all the time. But Are you suggesting that engineers don't always consider the end user and the end use circumstances? I am not suggesting it. I'm full out saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Uh, Having been a developer and developed many things myself, I can honestly tell you sometimes that stuff just flies right by you. And well, my, well, I mean, we've talked about this before. My absolute favorite is when, because you know, working in uh, medical technology, is when I end up having to call one of the engineers to figure out what's going on, and they tell me it can't do that. <laughs> well, I just did, so like, something has happened. <laughs> Or my favorite is like the salespeople will tell them it does something and, and they call you and they're like, how do I set it up to do that? Well, you don't because it doesn't do that. Well, your salespeople said it did. They lied. <laughs> you know? they, they have not been speaking the truth to you. Um, but I mean, that's that's part of what makes some of this stuff really interesting, right? Like it's this beautiful, weird looking, elegant gun. And it was completely, it was, it was at the time Remington's best effort to leap into the future. And what they forgot is the hundred years of this is how people use shotguns. And it's, it's terribly fascinating to me. I want to get a hold of one. 
to be honest. I, I really do. I Because I love bottom ejecting guns. I love like weird, quirky stuff. And this is the quirkiest shotgun I've ever laid my eyes on. Is the assumption that you can find somebody who hates it badly enough to sell it to you for a steal? I'm hoping. Yeah, see, that's exactly what I'm hoping. Because you can't. You're not going to find one of these that's just worn out because nobody can run enough rounds through them. <laughs> Quite honestly, at one time to wear it out. What what I'm hoping to find is somebody who's so extremely frustrated and has it's been to a gunsmith so many times and they can't freaking fix it and they don't know what the problem is that they'll just they'll just dump it. Right. I'm hoping or, or for one of those. Or you'll find yourself at a show in which you, the guy at the table is going, just, just, just it. get it out of here. I like, I, and you can't bring it back either. Do I, this better not darken my door again. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm hoping to find one of those. The The problem with that is is twofold. One, uh, Remington, as you might expect, didn't make a lot of these. No. I know. It's surprising. Uh, and two, I, I'm, uh, I'm thinking that there's going to – because it's so weird looking and it's so um, identifiable – I think that it's going to become collectible soon, which puts it way out of my reach. You know what I mean? Like, like they're new. It was $1,600 and I don't even know what they go for now, but it's, it's not going to be in the, you know, Sean can afford this as a junk gun (laughs) range. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's, we're not going to get that. I mean, they don't have any of them anywhere for sale. Like you could check gun broker. It ain't there, right? It's not going to be there. They only appeared, you know, I think they only made a couple thousand of them. And how, how many of them do you think are in the bottom of the, the duck pond at this point? Oh, my God. I, I bet you at least <laughs> half of them. At, at least. <laughs> at least half of them. I mean, <laughs> it's like, like if there's any one item, like I said, it's strike one through three. Like if there's any one item, the gun won't cycle reliably no matter what you do. That's got to put it in the, you know, like they're going to be like, well, it's about to be a rusty lump at the bottom of the lake. Congratulations. You know, <laughs> like, you you know, that's what happened to half of them. <laughs> So I, it, to me, it's fascinating. You know, I, I would love to, like, get one for a couple hundred bucks just to have it, you know, just to have yeah, it and see if I could do something with it, you know? You, you know how you've got people who, like, scuba dive in golf ponds to, to scoop up the golf balls? Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wonder if there isn't, like, a market <laughs> for somebody to go and, like, just dredge the bottom of the uh, the duck lakes and goose ponds and see whether or not what how much shit's been thrown down to the bottom of those you know there is that kid who goes and scuba dives under bridges and stuff and looks for murder weapons and guns and knives and all that kind of stuff i wonder if we could just like pay him to go look at some duck ponds and all out the freaking you know all those freaking duck guns where the guy shot it and went oh crap dropped his three thousand dollar satori you know <laughs> I mean, you know that's what it's. You know they're out there. You know they're oh, out there. Absolutely. Um, they're worthless after that, but still, you know they're out there. Um, and one of these is out there, right? Like I know it is. Um, but it's titanium and it's got carbon fiber on it, so it might not be bad. It's not going to rust. Yeah, it might not be bad. You know, I mean, so 
it was just a it's a fun footnote like you get to see into my brain you know like i do the same thing with almost everything like i look at these cars and i'm like oh it's a terrible car i totally want one you know like oh wow she is completely damaged and batshit crazy but boy i'd i'd love to see if i could straighten that out you know and see if that'd work you know like i've been that way my whole life right this is not an except like i i want the island of misfit toys um that's that's always been like oh i could fix it Right. It doesn't matter whether it's like a girlfriend or a car or a gun, <laughs> whatever it is. Ooh, I can fix that. Oh, it's terrible. So, yeah, that was that's that's kind of the the play thing in my head right now is the uh, the Remington 105 CTI. It's a terrible gun. Don't I am not recommending anyone get one ever. It's terrible. It will jam on you. OK, don't get one of these. But I kind of want one just because it's it's a challenge, I guess. Well, I was watching uh, the uh, the uh, YouTuber we tend to call the the arrogant bastard. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was looking at a rifle that CZ has just put out. It's actually the CZ. The the rifle has existed forever, but CZ just put it out in a new caliber. But it would put made me aware of said rifle that I hadn't been before. And you know me, as much as I like rifles, there's a couple of things I look for these days. First of all, I tend to shy away from semi-automatic rifles. I've got enough illegal shit in my my safe already. Um, So the first is this is it goes a little bit further away from what I normally do. This one's actually bolt action instead of lever action. Oh, but. It's actually cut down into almost a carbine size, which actually just made it really, really cool to me. And what it is is the trail version of the CZ600. Really? Hold on. Yes. CZ600 trail? Is it, is it called the trail? Yep. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a neat looking so, gun, isn't it? So it's it's only got a 16 inch barrel, which, you know, and, and this is by no means meant to be a precision shooter. No, no, it doesn't look like that. But it, but it does go into my thought process of a end of the world sling on your back uh, rifle. Well, I'm just looking at it here, and it looks like it's either got a foldable or collapsible stock. It's got a collapsible stock, yeah, uh, cheek rest that can go onto the other side, but you have to like disassemble it to do it. Um, but it's got a cheek rest on a collapsible stock. It's only got a 16-inch barrel. The um, uh, pick the entire top is a pick all... rail. Yep. So you can put whatever kind of optics or whatever you want on it, and it's got um, – now, it's a real big claim to fame, especially compared to the standard CZ600, is that the bolt release is really short. It does not look very very big. I mean, the the, the... – well, but even up then, only the, looks about three eighths of an inch. Yeah, but the the idea of of you don't you do not have to pull the bolt the bolt back very far in order to get it to eject and move into the next round. So when you see the people actually shooting these things, what they you, you you almost see them doing the bolt action with their which what I would normally think of as their trigger finger and actually pulling the trigger with your ring finger, because the other thing is is that. Um, Now, this may be one of those things on just about all of these types of rifles, and I'm just learning about it now, but there is a notch screw right up underneath the trigger guard that will let you decide for yourself how heavy the trigger is. 
Well, that's nifty. Yeah. It's, you know, it's got kind of a lower AR type of feel. Yeah, but, but, but that's what it's kind of meant to be. It's kind of meant to be a bolt action AR. That's not bad. That's pretty interesting. I don't know if I've seen this configuration before. Well, they, they took the standard um, CZ-600 action because the CZ-600 is their standard bolt-action hunting rifle and cut it down and made it something that can be slung on your back and carried on the trail and stuff like that. Now, the calibers it comes in at the moment are uh, 223 and 762. Now the 762 one is the one that interests me, but they also where where they what they decided to finally put it out in, and it doesn't interest me nearly as much because uh, I'm not necessarily looking to be subsonic and put suppressors on things, uh, but it, they're also just introducing it in 300 blackout as well. I had a CZ 600 in uh, 223, um, I guess a couple of years ago. Um, it was a fine little rifle. I mean, it was, I mean, I had, you know, I had the all wood stock and, and, um, I, I don't think mine even had sling rings on it, but, um, it had, uh, it had like a, I don't know, a 10 power scope on it or something that I had somewhere, but it was a lovely, lovely little rifle. Well, I look at one of these things and what I think of is the fact that this thing is compact enough that I could put this in my truck for the get home bag. Well, how how much does the trail weigh? Uh, not much. I cannot remember exactly how much because I've got the pictures up. I do not have the actual specs up. Because the 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 one I had um, was about seven pounds. You know, the 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 CZ six hundred I have that in two two three was about seven pounds. Yeah. Now I I know what the 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 claim to fame is that it is supposed to be light. And page unresponsive. Fuck. <laughs> Too many people are looking at CZ right now. Uh, yeah, I can't get the specs up for some reason. It's not coming up. Yeah, I had I had the um, just the regular CZ six hundred a couple of years ago. It was a lovely gun. I think it was the Lux or whatever it was. It, it kind of had a hump back on the stock. It wasn't the straight back stock um, that that looked like it came from from. Uh, Boyd's or something like that. It was it was the humpback stock. It had some checker like classic checkering on it and everything. It had a big big winged iron sight in the front of it. Uh, it was just a neat it was a neat gun. I didn't well, really use two two three though, so I just I kind of gave it well, up. Well, see see I, that was the other thing is is I figure I can strap this to my get home bag. The other thing is, is since it's a bolt action rifle. I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to get pulled over and somebody's going to see it. No. Well, I mean, if somebody sees it, they're you know who doesn't know what they're looking at, it's going to look like an AR, even though it's. Oh, not. I may have to. I may have to explain it, but I'm not going to jail. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> you know, I, I, hey, it's it's a bolt action trail rifle. I mean, you know. You, it's not even it's not even a like a 1022 where somebody can look at you and go it's semi-automatic. You know the uh do you know the reason and this is stupid, right? But it's a very Sean reason why I bought the damn thing. Um do you know the reason I bought that CZ600? It has um, it has a well, go ahead. No, no, no. I was about to say cuz it was cheap and looked like shit. 
Oh, well, it, it was interesting for one. Yes, absolutely, one one hundred percent. You're you're on the ticket there, but it had the bolt. the The ball on the bolt is wood, and I had never seen a wood ball bolt before. And I went, oh, I'm having that. <laughs> and it had fish scale, um, um, uh checkering and stuff like that i mean it was it was a terrible gun uh, or a terrible reason to buy a gun but i i was fascinated that it had a wood ball on the um because i'd never seen a bolt action gun with a wood ball on the side of the 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 bolt um and now having had one i know why nobody does that because <laughs> it scratches on <laughs> everything <laughs> You cannot keep that thing pristine looking. It always looks weird. The varnish always comes off of it because every shot you take, you're sitting there twisting on it, pulling on it, jacking on it, you know, just doing all that stuff. And the varnish comes off and it looks weird and then it scratches because you put the gun down and it's just, it's a horrible idea. I know it was supposed to be cool, but eh, and I got I got very frustrated with it. Yeah, see, see, this is the kind of gun I could even have in my car. I think I could almost get away with this in New Jersey, of all places. You can't get away with anything in New Jersey. <laughs> I think the only thing that might actually do this is, is the collapsible stock. But, I mean, there's, it doesn't come with a muzzle device. It's a 16-inch barrel. Uh, it's not semi-automatic. Yeah, I mean, the this, though it looks like one, this does screams, uh, if you know what you're looking at, and when you start to explain it to somebody, this screams, I'm not an assault rifle. Well, the fact that it's not an assault rifle, first of all, it's not an it's not a semi-automatic. You, you can't, like, I don't care how fast you are, you're 007, whatever it is, you can't get more than a couple of rounds a minute out of this thing. Um it's it's a bolt action. It always will be a bolt action. It cannot be modified to be any other thing, which to me means you are 100% safe in owning this gun. Nobody's going to try and take it away from you legally, right? Um, the only thing that 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 this looks like um, is you know it's got the collapsible stock, so you know how the ATF feels about anything that's not wood. Um, <laughs> well, that 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 just got knocked down. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't say it wasn't legal. I'm just saying the ATF has a conniption fit about stupid shit. Yes, but I'm, I'm assuming you did hear that the Fifth Circuit Court kind of, you know, the, let's put it this way. The only place to appeal for the ATF to appeal it to again are the same people who already told them that their rule was illegal. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're probably going to have to. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean that some idiot. ATF agent at your local range isn't going to try to arrest you for it anyway. Oh, sure. But. No, they'll do that, but you're going to win. <laughs> you're going to be all right. Um, that and to the untrained eye, they'll look at this and say it's an assault rifle, which just means it's black and it has an AR style lower. Grip. Yeah, a pistol grip. <laughs> you know, that's all that means to many, many people. Um I think it's a fantastic it's, idea. It's sort of like the in the in the vein of those tactical lever actions. It's like, yeah, why not? You could do this. It's yeah. not doesn't hurt anything. And, and as I said, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that is at some point this goes on to my survival bag. I don't see like I mean, if this thing's fairly light, 
Yeah. I, I don't see why not. That was the other thing I was looking at is the fact that it's definitely going to be a whole lot lighter than my lower action. Oh, I would I would imagine. I know even even if I tack out the lever action and put a skeletonized stock on it, it's still going to be way less because it's a it's an AR lower basically with a bolt action um, upper for all intents and purposes. I did. Dude, I, I uh, and, and if I put seven six two in instead of two two three, it'll actually have a bit of punch. I think you're gonna like it, honestly. If you if you wind up getting that, I, I think you'll like that a great deal. You know, like it's it's uh, how many does it have in the in the? Mag- I assume it has a magazine. It comes with it comes with a ten round magazine. But that being said, you can either buy if you get the. Um, the 223 version, it takes standard AR mags. If uh, you do the 762 version, uh, you do have to buy CZ mags. But you well, can get ones that'll take more. I got to tell you. it comes you. with a 10-rounder. Yeah, that's that's not bad, man. I mean, you could hunt with it. You know, with a 16-inch, I mean, not I mean, you're not going to shoot a thousand yards with it or anything like that. Well, but and, and as I said, it's, it's not going to be a precision rifle, but it's not designed to be. No. But you know, most most American game is taken under thirty five yards anyway. Some some people say, depending on whose numbers you believe, under twenty five yards. And and I'm looking at it more as a survival rifle than actually a let's go hunting rifle. I mean, if yeah. I'm actually taking down game with this, it's because the supermarkets are done. Yeah, <laughs> and you're defending your home from zombies as well. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Well, if I'm defending my home from zombies, at that point in time, I actually am going to just drag out the AR and call it a day because at that <laughs> point, society's collapsed and there's no one, there's no militia or anything like that that's going to come and try to tell me that what I have is illegal. Yeah. What I'm looking at this for is that if the EMP goes off and you still have people trying to be the government, I still have something to defend myself to get home with that they're not going to be able to look at me and go, well, that one's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Those level four plates? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, you know I've been impressed with CZ the last couple of years. Every CZ I pick up has just been a a lovely thing to shoot. Well, if you didn't notice, they're kind of dropping themselves out of the polymer striker fired uh, market. They've basically dropped the prices on the on the 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 CZ ten the P ten yeah series to next to nothing, just to dump them. And but that being said, they're doubling down on the CZ seventy five shadows and stuff of that nature. They've got a really nice CZ seventy five shadow compact. Now it's a twelve hundred dollar firearm. Yeah. But that seems to be the direction that they're going, and they seem to be kind of doubling down on the um, premium stuff versus the polymer striker fired stuff. Well, in in. The other end of the fence, um, their shotgun offerings are, um, honestly, I mean, very affordable and competing against guns twice their price. And competing well. Like, I would take the CZ-1012 against any other automatic shotgun if you're doing anything but speed shooting. Right? It comes with five chokes. It's you can get it Cerakoted if you want to. You can get it. Mine's black, you know, but um, just because I can touch that up with a paint pen. But, um, you know, it comes with five external chokes. It the action is resets in a quarter of a second, uh, which is faster than I can, 
shoot, reset, and and shoot again. You know, shoot, require, reset, and shoot again. That's it's going to take me longer than a quarter of a second. So it resets faster than I can do. Um, it's lightweight. It's easy to clean. It's an inertia gun. I mean, it's easy to shoot, and it'll take any commercial. And see, this is again going back to that shotgun thing. It takes, and it says this on the website, and it's absolutely true because I've tried it. Takes any commercially available ammunition. Doesn't matter what it is. They don't care if it'll fit in the tube. It'll run it, and that's that's what you want. And you can do all that with the CZ1012 for under six hundred bucks. It's an automatic gun. So. I've been really impressed with a lot of their offerings. Um, they've they've done really well in the last couple of years, uh, producing just like uh, and their their um, CZ712, which is their uh, gas operated version of the 1012, equally good. So I mean, you can laugh at CZ all you want. Oh, it's Turkish crap. No, it's not. No, Czechoslovakia. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Czech Czech crap. Um, <laughs> but well, no, they, they've they've they're actually the ones who've been making premium firearms in Eastern Europe, like forever. It's really good. Like a lot of this stuff is real. I I have been taking. I will be completely honest here. I have guns that cost two to three times more than the CZ-1012, and I have been taking the CZ when I go shooting um, the last couple of months. I mean, it's it's just so easy to shoot, and you don't have to worry about it, and it comes with the chokes you want, and just, like, it's it's ready to go out the box. I've been really impressed with them. Uh, it's it's uh, not where I thought I'd be. <laughs> you know? It's like, hmm... Uh, and then, uh, you know, of course, I'm lusting after a freaking gun that's famous for not working. Uh, but, but I do have to say this. I, w- I will say this. Um, uh, you were completely right about the P238. Now oh, you're enjoying it? Oh, my gosh. Now, I had, um, for those of you who didn't hear, uh, last time I got a hold of a P238 Legion which is just a wonderful little gun. A little 380. I was hoping you'd hate that. Oh, my God. I, what's to hate? Like, how can you hate that? I, I, I knew you weren't, but I was hoping you weren't. <laughs> I knew once you shot it, I was screwed. Yeah, I... Um, it you is... think you hate it, but wait till you drive it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's the family truckster it's even green um the metallic mint green yeah <laughs> oh no metallic p that's yeah yeah metallic yeah not metallic p <laughs> no um i wanted iceberg blue or whatever it was um uh, i i i took it out i'm, I'm not your average ever i'm sorry i can't <laughs> i'm not your average everyday fool <laughs> <laughs> not clark um I took, I took it out the last couple of. I probably put about I don't know 600 rounds through it in a couple of weeks that I've owned it now. Uh, it eats anything, absolutely anything oh, yeah. you put in it. It doesn't matter square nose, round nose, uh, tactical round. You know, like uh, hollow points, ballistic tip. Does it? It doesn't matter. It does. If it'll fit, it'll run. And that's how I love gun. You know how I love to run guns. Um, it does everything, um, and it, it's. 
it's so small. I mean, it's it's it ticks all the boxes and everything. And and uh, I showed it to Bona, who was very skeptical. You know, Bona prefers nine millimeters and kind of craps on three eighty a little bit. Yes. And uh, much like Clint Smith, right? You're gonna bet your life on a three eighty. I'm like Hornady critical defense. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna work. You know, Paul Harrell's got videos. Like I've seen it, what it does to the meat target. I'm fine. Uh, but I I I loved it. You know, I've been carrying it for a couple of weeks now, and it's it's just a lovely little gun. And every time I go out to shoot it at the ranch, uh, you know, we set up targets and everything, and Buona shoots it and won't give it back. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> no, you're not getting this one. No. <laughs> not only that, I have first right of refusal on Yeah, no, 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 this is mine. Yeah, put it, put it back. <laughs> you can shoot a mag, you can shoot a couple mags, and then you put it back in my bag. Uh... And Bonnet couldn't stand it. He could. He couldn't stand it. He loved it. He's like, it's just perfect. I'm like, I know. And because uh, and his big thing was, well, why did Jake get rid of it? I said, oh, Jake got bitten by the bug. You know, which is what we call, like, you know, you get obsessed over something and you'll you'll go to any length. Sacrifice something, yeah. Right. You'll you'll go to to any lengths to get whatever that is, including sacrificing something out, putting something else on the block to get it, right? And um I said, yeah, he had one and he sold it. You know, and I don't know how many legions they made in the P two thirty eight, but it couldn't be many. because uh, they're pretty difficult to find. No, I would take a non Legion. That just means you gotta go find the uh the right magazine for it though with the pinky extension. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, what do you, what do you want? Because uh, he wanted a carry gun as well, and and he's like, I, I want one of these, and I'm like, you're not gonna find a legion. You're you're not. I I, I guarantee you, you're not gonna well, find a once legion. Once again, you can find a P238. You're just gonna have to find a magazine with a pinky extension, or buy a pinky extension. Right, or buy a pinky extension. Like one of those two things. Like a 238, you can find. You can go to Gunbroker, find one today. Right and and order one, um, but he really he he wanted the seracoding, he wanted the pinky extension, and he wanted the non-standard sights if he could get them. And I'm like, that's a tall order. Yep. Uh, that's and he wanted the G10 grips, and I'm like, that's a legion. I mean, that's that's what that is. And he looked and looked and looked. He spent like two weeks tearing up the world trying to find one, and he couldn't find a legion. But what he did find, and well, he, I, once did, did he did he bother? Since he's a nine millimeter guy, looking at the the nine thirty eight, he did, and he shot it, and it's way too much bark for him in a micro. Um, it's it's not as well behaved as the two thirty eight. It's it's just it's too much bullet for him. I mean, he's 72 years old, so I mean, he doesn't have the wrist power that he once had, and he was all over the place with it. And he's like, and but I mean, he can hold a pattern with the 238. So he's like, well, I guess I, I guess it's the the 380. You know, it has to be because I can't hold on to the nine millimeter. But you could find like he went down to the range. Uh, there was a range close by to us that had a uh, 938 that you could rent slash buy, and he he couldn't hold on to it. It hurt his wrists and hurt his uh, hurt his hand. And he's like, "This is great, but I, you know, if you can't shoot it, it makes the gun pretty much worthless." You know what I mean? 
And so he was looking around, and he found one this morning. Uh, not a Legion, uh, as they're they're pretty tough. It's it's Sig's. I think I think Legion is like the Sig's premier kind of package. Yes. Anything they put Legion on is kind of the best that they can do at whatever time that is. Um, yes. But he, yeah. But what he did find was a P two thirty eight Scorpion. Oh, P-230. okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually similar to the that's one. actually pretty close. He got the pinky extension. He got G10 grips, although they're different, and it's got it's tactical peanut butter, but it's Cerakoted. Tactical peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call that. <laughs> that's what I call that. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? That's really close. You know, um, it, it's it's not exactly the same, but it's just about as close as you're going to get. With with anything that's not a, that doesn't have the the chevron on it, and uh, he was thrilled to death. So, um, uh, amazingly enough, uh, and I can say this because he's already got his on order, which I think he's going to pick it up tomorrow. Uh, Bass Pro has them. Uh, you can go to their site to their gun, quote unquote gun library, and they're new. They're just, you know, in, sitting in a warehouse somewhere because, you know, the, the 365s are really stealing the show right now. So as soon as the, the 365s showed up, they kind of backseated the 238. And uh, so he found one, and he's like, well, they matched me with a gun serial number and said that they're sending it to the store, and it should be there Monday. And I was like, well, friggin' sweet. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I was like, all right, man. So uh, he bought a, uh, a two thirty eight Scorpion. Uh, both of us love the gun. Um, you should. It's it's just it's my first Sig, and I I really like that gun. I really do. Well, uh, my my, my uh, pick for next week is another Sig. <laughs> well, I can understand it. You know, it's gotten. I like it so much. It's gotten me looking into nine millimeter nineteen elevens because I love the way it functions. I love the way it feels. I like the way it's heavy, so it 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 manages recoil really really well. Um, it's got a good feel to it. it's thin. Um, I really like it. I really do. Um, it's it's not the Beretta, and I'm not near as accurate with it yet um, as I am the Beretta. The Cheetah, I just know how to shoot because I practiced with it for a couple of years now, and I've been carrying yeah. it. And I that's like if if I had to bet, you know, the farm on something uh, accuracy wise is going to be the Cheetah. Um, but as far as just carrying something small, just because you're running around somewhere, this thing's great. Really is. It disappears into a jacket pocket. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a little bitty. <laughs> It's only like five and change inches long. I mean, it's like nothing. Um, and when I told him, he's like, what was Jake looking for that this wasn't good well, enough? And I'm I like, I thought if she was good for James Bond, it was going to be good for me. Yeah. Apparently I was wrong. <laughs> I was like, PPK. And he's like, oh, man, because all of us have had one, right? All of, all of us have had a PPK at one point. <laughs> it's it's one of those guns that it, that it's 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 almost like unbelievable how unruly it is you know you, you can't imagine that uh a 380 that's that heavy would be that much of a bitch to shoot 
you wouldn't think so. Like you, and, and you look at it, and it looks like it'd be so refined and well-behaved. You know? It really no. does. And yet, no. Yeah. And yet, no. The problem, the, the real problem with the, the Walther PPK is, in my personal opinion, is one, um, it, it was Bond's gun. So it always has a place, right? It's sort of like um, the, the, the C96 Mauser, right? It's Han Solo's gun. It, it will never fade into obscurity, ever. Uh, but the thing about it that really saved it as a firearm is it was unruly. And as crappy as it is to shoot, it does hold a nice pattern. Oh, absolutely. It holds a great pattern. Now, you pay for that. Your hand, your knuckles, your wrist, all of that, pay, you pay for it. Every shot you take. It'll slide bite you. I mean, it, 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 it's just, it is by far one of the most unpleasant firearms to shoot. It is, it, it is a little, it's a little on the unruly side. And I have found that it doesn't matter whether it's a clone or an actual Walther, like the Bursa does the same thing. Bursa Thunder 380, hold a great pattern with it. My God, that thing's... Well, the, the Bursa Thunder is basically the same firearm. That's what I'm saying. It's a clone, right? It doesn't matter. It's the design of the gun itself. It's not just the Walther version. Any PPK or PPK clone functions the same. That that behavior was baked into the gun from the design. So it's going to do that to you. No matter who you are, I don't care who you are. You're 007, it doesn't matter. 007's got slide bite marks on his hand. I guarantee you if he shoots that gun enough. Okay? <laughs> why does 007 always have a callus? Yeah, what is with it? What's with the band-aids on his hand all the time? Well, there's other PBK. Um, they took his Beretta. Um you know, I, now I kind of I, I kind of feel like Bond did, you know, on that one. I'm like, don't take my damn Beretta. I like that gun. You know, he tried to steal it back. Uh, he's like, what the hell, man? Um, so I, I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Uh, I wouldn't have wanted the PPK either. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take the Beretta. Um, but I, I uh, and it took me years to find a gun in 380 that would that I could outshoot the PPK in that was comfortable and nice, you know, and as, as that turned out it to be, it was the cheetah. Um, the cheetah is the most elegant, easy firing, you know, reliable 380 I have ever laid my hands on. Uh, the 238 though is really close. Oh my God. It eats anything. I've never had it stovepipe. I've never had it failure to feed. I've never had any of that stuff. I've never had any issues with it at all. I'm, granted, I've only run about 600 rounds through it, but still it's, it's just, it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And it's easy to work. It's easy to take down. I mean, I, I was thoroughly impressed. I, I hope I, I know that can't be because you know, the, the, you know the the one you get that's perfect. You you never like all the guns that come from Sig are not going to be perfect like that. But um, I hope other Sigs are like run like this thing because it is just a joy to shoot. Uh, look, I mean, it, my experience with Sig Sauer is is that everyone that I've had has been a very very comfortable firearm to shoot. 
I can see why. I've, I've, ha- I've had ones that I've either upgraded, downgraded, was a little bit on the generic side, and I moved on to something else here and there. But I've never had one that was, I don't like shooting this. Right. Right. The only one that even came close to that came close to that because I overmodded it. <laughs> You're like, I may have overcooked this. This is good. <laughs> Which one was it? That was my 229. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. 229's fun gun to shoot. I've, I have never owned one, but I have shot one. Well, uh, once again, it, though, it's it, it, even then, usually beyond my price range, what I would love to have back again is a, not the standard 229, but the M11A1. M11. Which is, it's, it's the slightly oh. smaller version that you, that is the government model. That's what. Um, That's the compact you, version, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, no Picatinny rail. It's it's the type that you tend to see um, like Secret Service agents carrying and stuff like that. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. See, the thing about that thing, though, is it just looks a little dated, and I'm not sure why. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm used to seeing... Because it is? Well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, do you look at a 1911 and think it looks dated? You know, but see, the 1911 just looks classic to me, right? Like okay. 1911, you look at that, it looks classic. Like an 870 Wingmaster, it looks classic. A, a Ruger Vaquero looks classic. A, you know, uh, an old school Woodstocked. Um, I mean, if you, if you think about it, the, um, the, the 229, 226 version of the SIG is the same, like, time period generation as the um, Beretta 92. Yeah. No, it is. And, and it was and it was actually considered to, to some extent, and I know someone's going to shit themselves when I say this. You might actually do it. It was considered the more elite version of that. Oh, I, I would agree that it was considered so. I would argue <laughs> about its competency over the 92. <laughs> we we would have a long discussion about that, well, I, but which, there, I mean, the, what you tended to see at the time, not completely, not everybody agreed, as you can see, is that what you tended <laughs> to see was the '92 was the, if you looked at military, um, was what uh, was generally issued as a sidearm towards regular soldiers, whereas the. Um, 226 and 229 were what were issued typically to special forces. Right. I mean, it's it's sort of like the difference, and I can do this in shotguns, right? Like the uh, the Marine Corps uses the M500, which is basically a Mossberg 500 for kind of the rank and file, but the special operators get a Benelli M4. Exactly. Uh, you know, which is, by all accounts, a better gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I like a Browning. Or if you a, have the means. If you have the means, yeah. Like, look, John Wick uses an M4, okay? An Italian it, classic. An Italian classic. Oh, man. I almost had my hands on an M4 a couple of weeks ago. Guy was dumping it because uh, he was trying to save up for something else. And he was he had a pair of them. Uh, and he, he had sold one, but the guy didn't have enough money for both. And he was, he didn't want to put it on gun broker cause you know, it's, it's like a lot of hassle and it'd take a little while. So, and, uh, he was like, okay, 
I don't know what I'm going to pay for it, but so give me your best offers. And he sent a big text out to everybody, and I came in about 50 bucks light. Ugh. I know it's just it's just killed, but I didn't have it, you and, know. And he, and he didn't he didn't let it go to uh, a bidding war. No, no, I think he he was just trying to dump because I think he was trying to catch a deal on his end. Like this guy was selling this gun, and he needed to get the money like that day and uh, together so he would come and meet you and he'd give you the gun and you give him the cash i mean it had it had to be done that day because he he was going to buy something else i think it was a blazer is what he was trying to go buy and uh <laughs> oh As no it was... chevy or <laughs> blazer uh it's a german um it's a german guy like uh, look up um blazer b-l-a-s-e-r hunting rifles they are not cheap. Um, so, like, uh, I think he was doing, I can't remember. It was something, uh, I think it was like an R8 or something like that. Um, but they are super not cheap. Um, the the one he was trying to get his hands on was, Ooh. yeah. Uh, the one he was trying to get his hands on was about 12 grand. Um. Um, yeah, compared to what I was talking about earlier, this is a precision rifle. Yeah, no, this this <laughs> this is um, they they they're incredibly well built. They're they're amazing guns, but they're like ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars routinely. Um, they're they're uh, it's it's tough to find. They only make a certain amount each year. Uh, it, it's. Uh, and and this guy had found a a used one um and i think now his his didn't have the the one he was after like the um the composite stock or the you know the synthetic stock one's only about it's the cheap one it's only about 10 grand the well, yeah only <laughs> only the one he was trying to buy i think had like f grade stocks i mean it was like some like endangered species tree that they had had to have a permit to get to to harvest the wood from and it was done by a, a german master and shipped by train in a hand case you know over to you know like it was just ridiculous crap and uh it was it, it was like um I think it was the Jaeger. I think it was an R8 Jaeger or something like that. And it, this thing was like 11 grand. <laughs> I'm like, must be nice. So he was like us at a lower level, dumping everything he could get his hands on that he did. He thought he could live without so he could get this thing. And yeah. uh, he got it. <laughs> I have not seen it or touched it, but he got it. He may not let you breathe on it. Oh, he may probably just look not. at it and rub it with a diaper. Oh, for sure. Like, wouldn't you? Holy crap! You know, I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> and I and I had this conversation with him. I'm like, okay. Now he is he is um, well off, but not rich. You know, like he he makes good money, um, and he has no other hobbies, and he's not married. However, all that Amazing to say, how that has helped things. Yeah, it, like no kids, no, not married. You know, all that to say, well, his kids are grown, and he's not married anymore. How's that? Um, but all that to say, I'm like, dude, you get this thing. It is, it is beyond what a normal hunting rifle is. But this thing is made to be a safari rifle, and I, he said, yeah. 
And I said, so it's got a beautiful hunting scope on it. He goes, yeah, you know, it's Blazer made it and mated it, and mated it specifically to this gun, and you know, it's all weighted, and they, you know, you can take it to Blazer, and and they can, they can fit the gun to you, and and he did all that, and he was going to do all that stuff. I said, okay, great. What are you going to do with that? He's like, I don't understand. I'm like, well, safari. are you going to go on a safari? He goes, well, no, it might get scratched. <laughs> he goes, they can't replace this wood. It's like it's like one of three stocks they made from this piece of timber that they got from this endangered tree. And I'm like, okay, so you just bought a gun you can't shoot. He goes, well, I can shoot it. I said, really? So you can, you can bring it out to the range? No, it might get scratched. <laughs> like, exactly. My point. You bought a gun you can't shoot. And we went around about it a couple of times, and he finally got frustrated with me. Yeah, I did shoot. <laughs> like, I'm not doubting the gun will not fire. I'm saying you're terrified to shoot it. That <laughs> makes it not a gun. <laughs> you know? Makes it a decoration. Right. You just bought art, mechanical art, which, look, I'm fully in support of, but that's some expensive art. And you just dumped two Benelli's, a Colt. Uh, a beautiful Ruger and some other stuff to get this thing. Um, I'm going to say, and all those guns were shootable. Right? Like we've, we've all shot all that stuff. Cause you bring them out to the range. Everybody can shoot them. It's, everybody has a good time. You have a good time with them. It's great. How is this better? <laughs> he, he was upset. <laughs> he was, I can't imagine why he was upset with me, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I am of the opinion well, that, but see, but see, at the same time, that's when you stop and ask him: Is that what you wanted? Yeah, did because you? If it is, the great. Then, yeah, but I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, if I buy a gun, and I've gotten rid of guns that I'm afraid to shoot. You know, we had a beautiful 870 that we we put, you know, like B grade walnut stocks on, and and just did it upright, and you know, I did some. So I had it, took it to a gunsmith, did some gold inlay on it, and just just beautiful work. And I wouldn't shoot it because I was terrified to mess it up. And so I gave it to Buona, uh for Christmas one year. I'm like, here, you take it, you shoot it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go shoot it. And he was terrified to take it out. We wound up selling it. He's like, I got to sell this thing. You know, I can't, I can't shoot it. You can't shoot it. We, it's you, it's, we've, we've made an albatross, you know? And I think he got like 1200 bucks for it. I mean, it was, it was, we bought it at a gun show for 180. We, um, we probably, now I don't count labor in there because Bon and I mess with guns all the time anyway, but we probably had another 400 in it. So we probably had about 550 in it. Um, all, all bills told. And we sold it for 1200. Not bad. Not too bad. Not, not bad. Um, that's pretty good. That's probably the, the biggest spread we've ever made on a shotgun. Uh, but, but we felt bad and we swore we'd never do it again. Right? We'll never go. No, 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 no. I, I, and the, did you add on and the and this time I mean it? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. Because it's it's like you you don't mean to do it, right? You don't like it, it's not. You, you don't set out to go. I'm going to do something incredibly stupid today. You know, like you don't. 
you don't set out to do that, but you wind up putting it there because you're so excited, right? Like, and you wind up, your eyes are bigger than your stomach or, or you're, you know, you, you finally find a deal on something you never thought you were going to be able to have. And now you have it and now you're scared to use it, right? Because the minute you put a scratch <laughs> in it or a ding or a, you know, blemish or anything on it, um, you know, it's now worth half of what you paid for it. Um, uh, I, I think we've, most of us have been there, you know? Um, you've got Hell guns, I've, which you've disassembled I, I've, and kind of made so that you could shoot them. I've actually got a, um, my, uh, 410 Henry actually has this in long scrape down the foregrip and <laughs> my brother gives me shit for it. He's like, Oh man, that just sucks. It's kind of like, it's, a, it's, it's a gun. Yeah. It's, it's okay. You know? It's a, it's a, it's a shotgun. <laughs> it's fine. Exactly. It's, it's fine. Yes, it's I can Henry. shoot this now. Yes, it's a Henry. Yes, it does hurt my soul slightly, but still, <laughs> still, it's all right. You know, I, it's funny. You know the the gun I durablued the other day. The uh, yes. in fact, it was another 870. Um, we have several of them. We we love to collect those because they're so easy to deal with and they're cheap, and we like shooting them. So we we always like if you asked between the, my father and I, if you asked us to assemble an 870 from parts right now. We could probably do it in only order like one or two things like, you know, like a barrel cap or, you know, or tube cap or, you know, a, a recoil pad or something. We could probably assemble you a gun today between the two of us and the parts we have. Um, we always have 870 parts running around. And it's uh, and I know I've got a receiver in the closet <laughs> sitting over there. Um, we always have stuff, right? We, it may not be the version or the, the, the form factor you wanted, but we can put one together and make it work today. Uh, we always have parts available. And I, I durablued one that was just kind of, it was beat. And it made it look beautiful. And it was like... I remember the pictures of that one. That one was pretty. Flawless. With it. Yeah, Flawless. And I took it out to shoot it a couple of times, and then when I was cleaning it last week, I dropped a screw on it, or a screwdriver <gasps> on it, and put the tiniest little nick in it on the, not the bolt-facing side, but the other side. And yeah, I went... Is it bothering you? No, and I went, oh, thank God. Or <laughs> 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 Carrie was sitting right there, my daughter, and she's like, you going to fix it, Dad? And I'm like, no. No, that is its nick. Now it has a nick. Well, now I can use it. Well, see, the thing is, is that I understand what her question was from because I'm thinking the same thing because anybody who knows you knows that there's two possibilities. Possibility number one is what you're going for. It now has a nick in it. Now is perfectly capable of shooting and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Great. Possibility number two, it now has a nick in it and this is going to hurt your soul until oh, you fix it. Yeah, I've had those. Yeah, I'd, and, and you're right. It's 50-50 whether it goes that way or not. But this is like something I really wanted to shoot. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, no, that's fine. <laughs> you know, it looks it looks ninety nine percent. I'm fine with that, you know, because it's a tiny little nick. I know where it is. If I just handed you the gun, you probably wouldn't be able to find it yeah, unless I told because, you where it was. Just, but but the simple fact that you know where it is, right, had the possibility of making it so you didn't sleep for three days until you fixed it. Oh, I've had that happen before. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yep. Yep, without a doubt. I was just like, no, no, no. It must be right. Absolutely. No, I, I, uh, I have been there. Yep, yep. With many a gun. 
So, uh, yeah, but this one, I was like, nah, it's, it's, now it's shootable. Now anybody can shoot it. But, uh, it turned out great. You know, it still looks fantastic. Um, you know, the barrels look good and, you know, the stocks are okay and it's are very you trying shootable. to convince us or are you trying to convince yourself, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a perfect one. So I, it's like, okay, this one, my 20 gauge with the uh, Boyd stocks on it has, I'm, I'm still hearing justifications. And you're going to keep hearing them, damn it. <laughs> now I'm going to be thinking about that Nick all day. Success. Yeah, we'll come back Mission next week. So I fixed that Nick and that shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I re-blew the whole thing. Re-blew the, took a sanding it all down, re-blew the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like something I do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I think I think it's good for now. I think um and, and and sitting here trying to provoke each other is what we do. Oh yeah. Like I can't uh, I can't uh th- this is the good part of the year for me to go to like shields and gun stores and everything cuz in Texas it's well I guess all over it's hunting season, but in Texas um duck and and deer season overlap, right? So Deer season started a week or two ago, and duck season started yesterday. So there are absolutely no shotgun deals at any store right now <laughs> because they are selling hand over fist every shotgun in the store, right? Because it's hunting season, and everybody's buying a shotgun. doesn't matter what it is. They're going to move one. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's cool. I, I shouldn't buy because everything's at full retail. Like, there's no deals to be had. Nobody's discounting shotguns right now because they're they don't have to. They're gonna move them. And uh, the time to do the the shopping for that is like February. <laughs> like hunting season's over. Everybody's returning the guns that they they wanted, or the you know like the the ones they well this is my new gun. I guess I'll yeah, get some money yes, back on the but, old one. But this is me you're talking to, and I know you. I also know myself, so don't take this the wrong way. How many times has it been the wrong time of year? And yet, as much as you're saying to yourself on Wonder Side, you know what? If I just wait till another month or two, it'll be okay. The price will come down. But I need to have it now. But they're in stock right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The pretty one's in stock right now because no one bought it yet. Yeah. Oh, no. It's there. It's there. I have to limit my my trips or take like take a girl with me who will tattle to Shannon, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Deb bought a gun with gold on it, you know, Um, (laughs) what? (laughs) It's a little bit of gold inlay. Like it's not a ton. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Only 14 carat. Only, exactly. Only 14. It's just gold leaf. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, you know, it's not even in stainless really. So, I mean, it's, it's practically worthless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should have seen when I came home with like the um, I, it was a couple of I guess uh, a couple of years ago. I had a um, I found it at a, at a pawn shop. It was a uh, Beretta Silver Pigeon. And I I, I mean, that's normally a three thousand dollar gun. And I got it for like eight hundred bucks because the guy didn't know what it was. And it came home, and it, you know, and it had like gold inlay and leaves all over it, and it was in stainless, like all of it was in stainless, gorgeous, 
you know, and everything. And Shannon's like, oh, how poor are we now? Because <laughs> you can't hide a gun. Like, it doesn't look like any other gun I have. Like, you know, if it's black and got you know, wood furniture on it, uh, Shannon's probably not going to recognize it, okay? It looks yeah, like yeah, every other but, shotgun I own. Yeah, but now it's my turn, because I, when I was working in the gun store, you used to do this to me on, like, a daily basis. I'd send you a picture of something that came in the store, and you're sitting there going, ooh, Get you it. need that. You need you, that. No, 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 not, not just, you need Your that. life would be incomplete if that wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I know! <laughs> In fact, I think that's how I ended up with a PPK. <laughs> I'll trade my legion. Truth, uh, okay, so real talk. How many legions, P238 legions, have you seen roll through the store since you sold yours? Oh, since I've sold mine? Yeah. I've not, I haven't seen any of the legions thrown through the store because we, there, I got the legion on a pretty good discount as it is because um, – at the time that came out, uh, Sig did a pretty good deal on them, so the owner of the of the store had bought several of them. Oh man! Um, and, and I got like the second to last one. So, <laughs> uh, but I haven't seen any of them come back through the store. Uh, I've seen other P238s come through the store, but a Legion, no. Yeah. Actually, what I see come through the store a lot is the P938s. Yeah, those are pretty snappy from everything I hear. Well, uh, but but not only that, when you're looking for a smallish carry gun of that size, why buy a snappy P938 that only holds six rounds when you can buy at a not real close to the exact same size a P365 that'll hold ten and shoot a whole lot smoother? Uh, yeah, see, the, I can't really answer that, you know? Now, if you're looking for something specific, like I just want a small little 1911-type gun to have and to hold and to rub with a diaper, then they're great. But if you're talking about actually having a carry gun, you know, a P365 is going to treat you 10 times better than the P938 will. You know, I, I can't really argue okay. with that. Yeah, Be, because because even when I carried the P238 as an angle gun, um, I still had my nine millimeter in my backpack. The whole thought process was, is that this is meant to keep me alive till I get to my backpack. It wasn't my main carry gun. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, this is I can't carry a gun on my hip where I am. Therefore, I'll carry this on my ankle to get me to the gun in my backpack. Well, and it's really good for that. Um, and a 938 is not much bigger than a 238, but it is bigger. Yes. And it's it's, a, it's about physically the same size as a 365. And if you're gonna go to a 365, um, it's like you're saying, it's gonna treat you better than that 938 will. It's it's just is. Um, the uh, and if you wanted to go to that size. Anyway, you know, the 365 in 380 is a wonderfully smooth handling gun. I mean, it just it oh, takes it, it, all the bark out you, of it. As I say, if you've got your heart set on 380, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, in the uh, you see a lot of uh, newer women shooters uh, doubling down on the uh, the 365 rows, which is a th in yes. 380. Yes. And. um it's it's just a you know I mean again Sig 
did the smart thing and asked Lena to help him. She's like, actually, you know, this this 380 thing might might work for this, and let me show you how I would do it. And suddenly, well, make 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 the slide a little bit easier to rack, which it was never that bad to begin with. But, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and I'm going to show everybody how to deal with it. And you, you know, I think you should make a lockable case. You know, get one of these true lock cases, and and you know, I'll do some videos on the stuff. And and I think we're going to sell a lot of these. And as it turns out, they sell them by the ton. Um, it has really a, been a successful program for them. Uh, just in my local store up at uh, Shields by me, um, they say they sell at least two to three a week, which uh, is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'm like, is it all women shooters? He's like, oh yeah. It's either it's either a father buying it with his daughter because she's moving out, or um, you know, a, a woman who lives alone. <laughs> Or, yeah, or... my my kid wanting to go to as it is goes to school in downtown Wilmington. When she's talking about wanting to go to school next year in downtown Philly, it's kind of like we are going to have to have some talks about this. <laughs> Dad is uncomfortable on several levels. <laughs> yeah, there are certain things you wouldn't let me give you when you went to Wilmington. If I'm paying for you to go to Philadelphia, the answer is we're gonna, there's going to be some things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know. It's a little bit different for me because my girls come from Texas and they're like, Dad, where can I carry my gun when I'm older? <laughs> like, not only do they just assume they're going to have one, <laughs> they're already trying to work out how this is going to work out when they carry. I'm like, good girl. Uh, so, okay, yeah. Plan ahead. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm like, we're going to figure that out, baby girl, and you're going to get whatever you want. We're going to train with it. Uh, so, there's. There's a, a number of answers for that, but I think you're right. The the 365, especially in 380, would be better than a 930 or uh, yeah, 938. Um, but the the 365, especially in, I mean, even if you got a bone stock 365, you know, just a plain Jane version of it, I think it's going to treat you better than a 938. Um, well, can, can you modify the 365? Well, yes, you can. Of course you can. Yes, of are course. Are you going to find many firearms that are just out of the box as nice? No. Well, it's kind of their premier firearm right now. I mean, I know they have, you know, the P320 and it got picked up by the military well, and all that kind of stuff. But, but for civilian carry, it's really, you're really hard-pressed to find something better than that. Well, um... Uh, Glock tried it with the 43, um, but that was only six rounds. And a lot of people came up with those small little stingle stacks. And then even Smith and Wesson had that one market basically with the shield locked yeah. up. Um, when SIG came out with one that would hold 10 rounds, uh, at, at its base model, uh, yeah, that, that kind of changed the game as far as just gun concealed carry firearms. And, and, you know, and then the other other people have come across and, and you know, looked at, at increasing the capacity of their concealed carry firearms. Um, Shield came up with the Shield Plus, which I didn't like. Um, and not only that, but there you can find them on clearance in most places these days anyway. Um, Glock did nothing but extend their uh, grip, which makes it less concealable. Uh, and then you, you know, uh, Springfield tried to come up with a competitor, and it's not a bad firearm, but is it 
as put together as a six hour. What do you mean? The Hellcat? You're not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like the Hellcat. Um, I just don't like you're saying, is it put to, as put together as, uh, as the SIG? No, I, I don't think so, but it's actually not a bad little firearm. I, oh, I, I, I wouldn't tell somebody not to buy one. I, I like it. Uh, but is it, you know, and and if capacity is the name of the game, you can also get that 365, if I'm not mistaken, in a 12-round mag with uh, an it, extension. It with, or, or even uh, the one I've got has got the slightly extended grip anyway, which is a 12-rounder, and then actually what my backups are are three 15-round mags. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, capacity, not as much of a problem uh, for no. that. I mean, hell, the um, the 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 latest 365s, the the X macros, will hold 17 rounds. Now you're not that much smaller than a P320 at that point. I was going to say you might as well sm- just get a 320 but, at that point. But you are still smaller than a 320. Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> like how how far does that really stick out though? A 15 round mag. Well, I I wouldn't I wouldn't try to use the 17 round one as a concealed carry. Though there are people who will tell you that you can conceal carry a Desert Eagle. Uh, <laughs> n- not me. While um, that may be true, I think I would have a trouble carrying. Or, you know, like I have trouble firing a Desert Eagle. You know, like I had briefly an IMI uh, 50 cal. Um, they are unbelievably big and unwieldy. But. but. Well, but I was going to say with the 365 macros, um, if you uh, now you can get the smaller grips for the P320. But if you're the type of person who's grabbing a P320 and saying, I still feel like this is a little bit too large for me. The X macro is a great firearm. You know, I, I can't really argue with that. I mean, there's there's a a. A lot going on with. It, it, I guess the best way to put it is, it is it fills a niche. Is it a niche that I am specifically looking for? No. No. Yeah. But does it fill a niche and fill it well? Yes. And and that's the the part that that really gets you with the the P365 platform is is it's available any way you want to shoot it, like any way you want to configure it, it will work for a carry gun. Well, I mean, you you jokingly refer to mine as the the Franken gun because I've you know swapped out this that and the other with different models, but that's what they're designed to be able to do. Yeah, I mean that's literally what they're for. I mean every uh, eight seventy I have is a Franken gun. I mean like there's not one that's all like completely came from the same firearm. Like it doesn't exist in my house. They're all messed up and different and everything. So um, it, it's not. Like I saw a um, a uh, a 365, and it was the the big one. It was the the XL. I think it's like yes. a, called a Coyote or something like that, because it was in like half tactical peanut butter and and stuff. Yes. And you know what? It looked good. You know, it looked good. I mean, if if it's slightly smaller than a 320. But it still has all the things that made it a 365. And if you like the 365's action, this is a fantastic way to get to get into there. Yeah. You know. But, but basically, what I've got on mine is the um, the grip of the XL with the slide of the SAS. <laughs> well, that's nice and cheap. 
Um, it was yeah. <laughs> I, I was buying at dealer cost. That's still not cheap, dude. <laughs> Don't you lie to me. I work here. <laughs> you know that some bitch was expensive. <laughs> uh, yes, but it did finally put me in the position of having exactly what I want. Not only that, but once again, since it is as easy, you know, that, that generally sits in my backpack most days. I don't carry on my hip nearly as much as I used to, but if I'm going someplace to do, I still have the the smaller 10-round grip that I can always swap out if I need to be a little bit more inconspicuous. I uh, I almost got a... Um... Oh God! What do they call them? The uh, Nitron? Uh, crap! Uh, Nitron Micro Compact. Um, guy was selling it. It was. Uh, it, it looks just like the regular 365. I think he called it a Nitro or a Nitron or something like that. Micro well, that's Compact. the finish that they've got on it. Yeah, it, that's the standard black. Is basically. Yeah, it was. It was. It was basically the blacked out version of like it had no frills. It had no extra mags. It had no you know yeah. pinky grip. It had no. I don't think it's got a sight plate on it even. Um, it, it's just, it's just the gun. Um, yeah. for a couple hundred bucks, and I almost bought it. Uh, it was. I was like, well, you know, but I hadn't had a Sig before. Um, well, I don't bother with the sight plates because I, I figured out that though I do like my goofy little recessed um, bullseye sight, sure. um, I, I don't really like red dot sights. I know people there. So once again, that's another one of those statements that's going to make somebody's, you know, head explode. It, yeah. You know, an angel just lost its wings. <laughs> But I don't personally like them. I, I find them difficult to acquire. And base and more or less what I'm looking for in a site is how quickly and easily can I acquire it. And quite honestly, if the answer is it takes you longer, take the damn site off. <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, I'm uh, – and, and actually – another one of those uh if you remember how much of an idiot i make out of myself from time to time sort of things uh if you remember how i ended up with the actual sas slide is because i had to purchase a new slide because i stripped the hell out of the plate um <laughs> screws on my standard slide when i was trying to put the regular sites back on and Dude. i was sitting there going how do i get those out of there and you're like you don't you don't <laughs> you're you're into some really expensive stuff now homie <laughs> yeah uh yeah now if only i had a friend who had actually put himself through gunsmithing school <laughs> yeah oh, if only you know gunsmithing school is expensive <laughs> really expensive <laughs> And I know you don't spend as much time on Instagram anymore, but if you actually open up your messages, you're going to see every advertisement for Gunsmith School emailed to you from me. <laughs> I need you to fix this stuff for me. I need you to get a license and get this stuff rolling so I can just send you my shit. Yeah, I know. My dad's doing the same thing. He's like, when are you going to start doing Gunsmithing School so I can get my shit fixed? Thanks, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to pay for all of this so that I can work for free for all of my friends. For all free of idea. you. <laughs> yes. That is, that is our point. We're, we're, we're glad you understand. Yeah. 
You know, it's funny because it's you, Bona, and Shannon. Shannon's like, you know, you ought to do the gunsmithing thing. I'm like, why are you on my case about it? She goes, well, you know, I really like this Walther thing on this PDP platform, and I would really like, like it comes with this, but, you know, you can swap this slide, but I want these sites. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud, you too. She's like, well, you know. <laughs> Be nice. Well, not only that, but it's, it's it's probably also the thought process of, and then when you retire, you won't be bothering me. Oh, there's that. I know that's in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is that that has factored in somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's uh, it it is a thing. I, I will I will admit to that. But uh, it's it it might come someday. Uh, but. Uh, you know, with the way the world's going right now, like if I got the minute I got, you know, freaking certified with a, as a gunsmith or something like that, World War Three kick off and they they draft everyone with, quote unquote, <laughs> special skills and I would be on the list. You know, <laughs> I'm 47. You can't draft me. And they're like, well, yeah, but oh, you have us. special skills. You're, <laughs> we're going to we're going to bring you back here to this gun factory. You're going to be screwing in sights on the ARs for the next 3 years. <laughs> until you get bombed, of course. Yeah, until you get bombed, you know. It's fine. It's all it's all good after that. But yeah, no, it's that's that's would be my luck for that kind of thing. But uh, I believe we've uh, pretty much covered uh, yammering on for an hour and some uh, some change here. Jake, do you have anything else for this time? I do not. Right on. I don't either. You guys take care. Be safe. Uh, remember to practice with your chosen firearm or firearm of choice. And, um, you know, if you're on the fence, I'll just say this. If you're on the fence about purchasing that gun, um, whatever it may be, be it shotgun, rifle, pistol, you know, carry gun, whatever it is, I would just say take the questionable decision and just go ahead and do it. You'll be happy for a little while. <laughs> it's going to be great until the bug bites you that you're going to go get another one. <laughs> and then and you will be one any, of us. And if you've made any questionable purchases, let us know. Yeah. You know, like, the, we, the, look, this whole cast is predicated on <laughs> questionable purchases that we have made and are considering. Like, we even know they're questionable purchases half the time, and still yet we do them. So you're you're not alone. That's all we're saying. But uh, other than that, <laughs> you guys have a great week, and we will talk to you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.